You're listening to the Team Flower Podcast, where we talk about flowers and the people who have dedicated their lives to sharing them with the world. We believe that our work with flowers matters, and we are cheering each of you on. You can support the production of this podcast by joining Team Flower's online learning community. Whether you're a flower farmer, a professional florist, or just starting out with flowers, we've got a class that's right for you. Deepen your design skills, discover valuable foundations for business, or learn how to grow beautiful and healthy cut flowers, or all of the above. From seed germination to arbor installations, we've got you covered. Each class comes with lifetime access to course material, as well as direct access to the instructor via Team Flower Community. Receive instant, on-demand access for all your devices when you join and enjoy learning anytime, anywhere. We're here to help. Each class comes with quick, friendly member support and a 14-day money-back guarantee. Are you ready to learn more? Head on over to teamflower.org backslash online and grow with us. Welcome back, everybody, to the Team Flower Podcast. I'm Janine, and today we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Valerie Chrysostomo, and she is with Black Girl Florist Corporation located in Atlanta, Georgia. And Black Girl Florist is a place that celebrates and supports Black women in floral design. They offer a list of Black women in the floral industry that people can shop from, and they also provide resources and information to help their businesses grow. So if you want to find them, you can find them online at www.blackgirlflorists.com or on Instagram at blackgirlflorists. Without further ado, welcome, Valerie. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Hi, Janine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very glad to be here. All right. So why don't we just start with your this business? It's a very unique business model. Um, and I just would love to hear what it is exactly that your, I guess the goal is. Um, and then and then also how how it came about. Certainly. So I would say at the height of the pandemic, I was feeling pretty alone, like I didn't have a close community of floral friends. And I I built some relationships with some vendors in my journey, but I didn't feel like I had a community. So I started to look for Black women florists who basically were in the same area as me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't find a lot of Black florists. And I was discouraged by that because I was like, I know we're out here. So I started by creating a list. Um, In the height of the summer of 2020, when everything went down, I really wanted to position us so that people could find us and shop with us. So I created a list, and on this list, you can find a Black woman florist in your area. It's on our website, and it's listed by state, and it immediately was a hit. As soon as I published the list, a lot of the floors came forward just asking for resources and support and help. And for me, I really wasn't quite sure where to start. And then when I started to get a sense of what the women were looking for, I decided to make it into an organization. And our primary goal is to support and promote Black women floral design. Um, There are various publications that there is no Black representation in this industry, and I wanted to change that. Um, As I started to do my Googles and find 
us in this industry, I started to see that we were underrepresented, um, which is quite common, but I wanted to change that. So I started by curating the list and then turning it into a space where Black women could find support in this industry. Wow. That is really awesome, Valerie. I just, I love that you, you had an idea and you didn't just like let it simmer in your brain. Like you did something about it. Um, and you're seeing a difference being made in, in the things that you're doing. Yes, absolutely. That's the crazy part about it for me. I intended it to be a local thing, maybe connect and build relationships with floors here in the Atlanta area. Um, but it turned into a national thing and eventually is going to be international um, because the truth of the matter is we want to see ourselves in our work, right? Sure. I want to see other Black women doing what I want to do right. to reinforce that it's possible for me. I know it's possible because I'm doing it. But when you see that representation, it further reinforces the fact that we belong in this space. Um, and the reason why we're not represented in the space is, is purely resources. Mm. We don't, don't a lot of times have access to the same resources or capabilities to be published as some of our other peers. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my goals is to build relationships with the floral organizations, AIFD, um, Society of American Florists, Slow Flowers, Great Lakes, all of these places where typically you, you would see an older white woman dominate. Mm -hmm. um, and just get into those spaces and say, hey, we're here and we're doing great work and we don't just want to attend your events. We actually want to lead and speak and teach because for me, I've only been in the industry for six years working mm -hmm. as a florist and event planner. There are women that are in this organization that have been doing this longer than I've been alive. And right. have never <laughs> you know, and I've never been promoted or had an opportunity to be published at all. And that's astounding to me because in their neighborhoods, they are the go-to florists. Mm -hmm. They do such great work and we're just underrepresented. So sure. my goal with this organization is to bring all of the resources to us and then allow us to put our hats in the name so people can find us. There's no excuse now. There's a whole list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. If if there's someone who is listening to um, this episode and they are like, oh, I need to be on this list. How do I get on this list? What what steps should they take? They shoot us an email and that's just info at blackgirlflorists with an S dot com. And the beautiful thing about this list is that it's free and that it will continue to be free forever. <laughs> Mm -hmm. because you know there are a lot of places where you have to pay to be on, their, on a vendor list and I completely understand um, and respect those decisions but I knew for this organization I wanted it to be free I wanted all of us to have an opportunity to be found and I wanted people to truly be able to decide to shop with us and I wanted to make it easy for them so if anybody wants to be a part of this list please shoot me a note and we will go ahead and add you free of charge. That's awesome. Oh man. What, what kind of resources have you found that, um, people are looking for? I would say 
The top two are education mm-hmm. and freelance assistance. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm sure you understand. Um, so w- w- with those two things being the top, education is broad because we have florists in this organization that are hobbyists all the way up to retiring and transitioning out of the day-to-day of planning and working with flowers. So when you have a group of women where it runs the gamut in that way, you have to provide education that meets these different needs. So a workshop that you have for newbies might not be the same as a workshop that you have for a retail florist as opposed to a workshop that you have for a veteran. Because the thing about the floral industry and honestly any industry at all is that you always need continuing education, always. So Black Girl Florist functions like an association in that respect. Mm, Okay, that's really cool. Um, So people can come, they can be added to the list and they can, they have access to, um, all of these resources that you offer as well. Correct. Correct. We do have a membership option. And then we also have an affiliate option, which is an unpaid membership. And that's just for the women that want to stay connected partners Mm -hmm. that want to stay in the know and contribute and donate and participate that way they stay connected to the organization. That is very very cool. Valerie, thank you so much. Just, I got to pause and say thank you for um, taking the steps to make this happen because I believe that you're right. And it, it has been such a need and you're meeting that need. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. And I'll be transparent and say that sometimes I do get a little bit disappointed um, that I was the one that was tasked with this endeavor Mm, mm -hmm. because black people didn't just suddenly show up in this industry. Sure. Um, I think that this is a great time to capitalize on our, our work and our contributions, but in reality, I'm just a facilitator. You know, I'm a florist myself. I have various events. I need freelance assistance. So this organization (laughs) was really birthed out of what I needed, the support that I wanted that I didn't see. Um, And my hope is to partner with these organizations who are already established in order to bring us in to be able to be represented. Because Mm -hmm. honestly, even you welcoming me me to the podcast is a step in allyship, if that's the correct way to say that, um, partnership in promoting the message that we belong here to. Absolutely. Yes. And you and all of our listeners should also know that that here at Team Flower, we fully believe that um, and we are on board and in support of the work that you're doing, Valerie. And um, it's an honor that you're taking the time to to share all of this with us and share your heart with us. So, sure. yeah, I'm I'm glad, so glad to have you on here. I'd love to to just hear about your background with flowers. How did you How did you start your life with flowers? Yes, excellent. So I am an event planner by trade. I graduated from Florida State with a degree in hospitality and worked in hotels, lodging, and events. So pretty much for the past 10 years have been working in the hospitality arena. Okay. And I decided to transition out of 
corporate and start my own event planning business, one soul events. And then naturally one of my brides wanted assistance with her flowers. So I started my journey on learning the techniques and mechanics and what it takes to pull off florals. And now I do a little bit of both. Okay. So I just, I have so much admiration for you for being an event planner um, because (laughs) there's so many details and things that you have to keep organized and make happen. And I've always said like, man, I don't think that I could do that job. And so (laughs) bravo for that. Um, And I just love that the flowers just kind of like made their way into your life and into your business. Uh, Was there a particular, I don't know, moment or flower or an arrangement in that first um, floral, in the first florals that you did for a wedding that you were like, oh, I have to do this more. I have to make this a part of my business. Oh, yes. I remember working on a styled shoot in 2018, and it was a styled shoot that was published, and I worked on the personal flowers and some tablescape designs, and there was one bouquet that everyone loved so much, and they continued to use the content on their socials, and I was like, I I know that I need to do this, and it was Mm -hmm. a quicksand wax flower foliage mix very very simple but so beautiful I mean people loved this arrangement I'm gonna have to shoot it over to you so you can share it but yeah it's still one of, my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite designs that I have made um, so far wow that is a big deal that's so fun that one of the first ones you did <laughs> that's still one of your favorites um yeah that's really awesome all right. So on the, on the flower design and, um, your floral background note, what advice would you give to someone who is wanting to practice and develop skills for their floral business? I'd say first and foremost, decide what type of floors you want to be. I think that there is a lot of influence when it comes to the floral industry, especially via social media where aesthetics are essentially king. But I think if we could put our phones down for one second and decide what type of design and flowers we wanna work with, it'll make all the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I personally love to work on statement pieces and installations. So that's where I, thrive and work the best is making sure that I can create something that is going to be very memorable. Um, but the, the beautiful part about flowers is that whatever you do with flowers is memorable. Um, people never forget how they felt when they received flowers. Mm. And I think that if someone can decide, okay, this is what I'm going to do with flowers in this season, it will truly make all the difference. Mm. I think that's really, really good advice. And I'm, I'm especially glad that you mentioned, um, just like putting our phones away and maybe, maybe we need to log off Instagram for a little while and just play with flowers. Like maybe we just need to go out into, you know, the woods and forage for some things and just create and, and don't put any boundaries on ourselves, you know, like you you don't have to even do it in a compote you know, you could just, you could play around with different mechanics and, and just go all out and 
create yourself a statement piece in your home or whatever. Like there's, there shouldn't, there shouldn't be um, a box around our creativity, but I think that we often allow ourselves to be put into one that oftentimes that we create ourselves, (laughs) you know, it's, you know, some of it is from the outside world and social pressure or whatever, but a lot of it too is, is something that we put around ourselves. Certainly. And I think it's a combination. I think it's something that we need to hear as florists that we are unique in this industry and that competition does not exist. And I shared this a few times before, and then that's one of the, the pillars of Black Girl Flores is basically collaboration over competition. When we look at ourselves and the work that we do with our hands, and then we look out into the world, then we can produce something that is unique to us. And then when you think about if we're looking outward in the world and then trying to decide what we do, that's where the pressure comes in. That's where the fear comes in. That's where the sentiments of inadequacy settle because now we're trying to replicate or copy something that maybe isn't inherent and true to us. But Janine, I could give you the one, the same recipe and I can do the same recipe and it'll be a different arrangement every time. You know, like I can't do every single wedding, even in my city at all. And let's just say that I'm a retail florist, then that means we need space for event florists or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So when we think about, oh, I got to be better than the next girl. No, you have to be better than yourself. Mm. You have to grow and decide that you want to grow your skill set independent of what is going on in, in independent of others. It's good to kind of see and take things into consideration. But the moment you start looking to be exactly like someone else, that's when the competition feels like it's settling in. Mm, That is such a good word, Valerie. Such a good word. There's space. Yes, there's space. There's space at the table for all of us. Absolutely. Um, In the room, in your city, same market, And I think that people are really hesitant to share with one another if they're living in the same city. But I would argue that's exactly where you need to share. Because if you walk around with your hands open, you leave space to receive. But if you hoard and keep information and you don't share, then you are closing the door off to yourself. Yeah, people can't get in, but you also can't get out to learn and explore and meet others. Yes. That's so, so true. That is so true. And it's, man, it's, it's up to us as individuals to recognize in ourselves when we are starting to reach this point, but sometimes it's hard for us to see that. Like when you're in the thick of it, it's hard to see that you're being weighed down by by comparing yourself to others or trying to be someone you're not. Um, and so that's why we need community and that's why we need yeah. one another too, to say like, Hey, uh, you know, you were riding along in this lane and then I saw you kind of veer over. Are you okay? Is that where you want to be? Um, you know, just like the check-ins, the good check-ins. Yes. Well, I know that, um, I know that community with other floral professionals has like 
has blown your mind. <laughs> you like, you were seeking, you know, some flower friends and you have built this massive community. Um, but I am, I'm also curious just from your perspective, how do you think that flower professionals can best support one another? I think that flower professionals can best support one another by being open and transparent. Um, I think for me, starting on my journey, not really knowing where to begin, um, it was a very lonely time in the beginning. I think had I had this community when I started off, I would have felt a little bit more confident sooner in my work. And just like we were talking before, the, the natural thing to do is to keep information hoarded. But the reality of the situation is that your legacy is in what you're sharing with others and what you're giving to others. Mm, God forbid yes. something happens and I'm not able to share my knowledge. If I keep everything to me, who's going to come after me to continue? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that sometimes we forget that we're not here very long. Yeah. And a lot of our contributions to the industry, we want people to be able to see us. That's why we get published. That's why we attend different, um, different shows and we're vendors. And it's mainly want to be able to share our work with the world. But I would encourage everyone to think, not think too long and hard if someone comes up to you and wants to learn more or share or even freelance, because that's one way that you're sharing your information and leaving your legacy. Mm, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's almost a natural desire. I think a natural human desire to want to be seen and be noticed. Um, and I think most people would probably say that they want to make a difference in the world, but, uh, it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily happen in the way that we might think as far as fame go, it goes. It's not necessarily about how famous you are or become because of the floral work you do. Uh, to your point, it, you know, we could have a, you could have a much larger impact on the world if, if we were to do exactly what you're saying, Valerie, and being open and sharing the, the knowledge that we have. And also being open to listen and receive knowledge as well. Yeah. That last part is key because I think it's easy once you get into this industry and you have been doing a great job for a few years to feel like you don't need any more information or any more education. And that's a lie because even if you don't need more information on your technique, you always need more information on how the world is changing, how the world is receiving your, what you are putting out into the world in terms of your designs and your arrangements. There's always space to learn how to do things better. And when you shut yourself out and see that you got it, you don't need any help, it's like you don't even give yourself a fair chance to evolve. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. There's always something to learn and always a way that we can get better. I actually was thinking today about um, how I'm, I'm familiar with 
cut flowers and floral design. And because of that, <laughs> so many people just assume that I know about like gardening and growing things. Um, yeah. and I'm always like, I don't, <laughs> I don't actually know much about that, but then I'm sitting there thinking like, but I could, I could take the time to learn yeah. those things. I, I could, um, put money towards resources to learn those things. I could put my time towards learning to grow flowers from seed and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it really, it has to come from a place of humility, <laughs> right. And just being like, yeah. you know what, I don't know at all. And, um, you know, the, I feel like the older I get, the more I recognize how much I don't know, you know, <laughs> Or the more that you learn, the more you realize, oh, I don't know mm -hmm. so much. <laughs> so, okay. We, man, our time has flown by and I'm, I, I feel like we could talk for so long. Um, but for the sake of our listeners, I just want to pass the mic back over to you, Valerie. If, if there is, um, a particular word or phrase or, piece of encouragement that you would have for the floral industry, um, what would you have for them? I would say two words, keep going. Keep going because the way you start in this industry is not indicative of all the twists and turns that you will take. If you decide to start off and be a retail florist, you can change your mind and become an event florist. If you decide that events are too much because the breakdowns are a hassle, you can change and decide to be a retail florist. You can decide to do whatever you would like to do with florals. You know, it's, it's truly about taking agency over the work that you do. If you work with flowers, but you love visiting hotels, Maybe you would like to design hotel lobbies. If you work with flowers, but you love home interiors, maybe you partner with the real estate agent and decide to do floral interiors for, for their homes. Like the beautiful part about floral design is that it's a trade. You get to decide how you want to use your gifts of working with flowers and incorporate it in different areas. I have a great colleague who works with, she's a florist, but she's also a bridal salon owner. So she marries the two. Um, so really think about what you love to do and fuse them together because that passion that you exude in your designs, it will come through and make you successful, profitable, authentic, understood, seen, heard, because you're operating from a place that's connected directly to your soul. And that's why I said earlier, competition does not exist unless you look outward and then inward. You're supposed to look inward first and decide how you want to use your talents of floral and then bring that to life. Yes. Oh, I just, I want to sit in that for a minute, Valerie, because this is such a good, good topic that you've brought up. There is, there are so many avenues to include floral florals in your life. Um, and as your business, it is, you know, the most, the most common things we hear of, of course, are a shop owner and a wedding designer and, um, 
a grower. But there are so many things in between. There are pop-up shops now. There's flower trucks now. There, um, there are people who only do dried flowers. There are people who yeah. who do um, edible flowers, where they bake flowers into cookies. And the it's back to this whole this whole box thing, like putting ourselves in this in this box. Man, you've made such a good point. Look at what you love to do and ask yourself, how can I include flowers in this? And maybe you're the pioneer for something brand new in the floral industry. And that can be scary, but it is also so exciting. And if that's you (laughs) know that like you are not alone, you have, we're here. I want to be there for you. Team Flower wants to be there for you. Valerie wants to be there for you. Black Girl Florist wants to be there for you. Um, you're not alone. We're all in this together and we want to see one another succeed um, because we love flowers and we love people. And that's really what it all comes down to. Yes, that's that's exactly it. Janine, you nailed it. Um, once we truly take a look at what we love to do and put that in, into our floral work, that's when we'll see it make all the difference, honestly. Yes. Oh my goodness. So good. This has been such a good talk and chat. And man, I think Valerie, we're going to have to have you on again sometime because (laughs) we could just keep going and going, I believe. But um, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time again to to pop on and, and chat with me and for, you know, being in the ears of, of everyone who's, who's listening today. Um, it's truly been an honor and I feel really encouraged and inspired by, uh, by you and the work you're doing and even just the, the wisdom that you've had to share with us today. So thank you. You are so welcome. I was glad to be here and share a little bit about my background and my sentiments about the floral industry and, I think it's a very dynamic industry. I think that this is a time where we're seeing a bit of a renaissance when it comes to floral, because to your point, a lot of florists are using their talents and gifts to do so many different things, whether it's a floral pop-up or just working from their home. I mean, it's, it's such a dynamic time to be a florist. So I'm excited. Absolutely. Me too. Uh, man, what a great industry to be in. It's, it's such a joy. Um, if you're, if you're listening today, remember that you should definitely go on over to Instagram and give Valerie a follow at black girl florists. Um, again, you can find them online at blackgirlflorists.com. Shoot her a message and tell her how awesome she is and how much you love the work that she's doing um, because we're all in this together. And remember that as you're going through the rest of your week and weekend, the words that Valerie had to share, keep going, keep going, keep going. There is something for you. Keep going and don't give up. To all of you out there, thanks for listening. Your work with flowers matters. Here at Team Flower, we are cheering you on as you deliver light and grace and love the world through flowers one bloom at a time. Thank you for listening to the Team Flower Podcast.